On today's episode of the Locked On Texas podcast, the coaching search continues for the Houston Texans, but were they impressed with a recent interview? And Houston has a big problem on their hands. Can it be resolved? But first. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Thursday edition of the Locked On Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, and of, of course, I'm joined by none other than Cody Davis, here to talk the coaching carousel and search for the Houston Texans and the $26 million man, Larry Tunsil. What will Houston do with that contract, and is his future in jeopardy? With this team, of course, we know he hadn't played majority of the year. I want to say he went out week five and he was not brought in by Nick Casario. That contract was not handed out by this current regime. So we'll see what that happens and what the future holds. But first, Jonathan Gannon, ladies and gentlemen, as you guys know, the Houston Texans requested an interview with Jonathan Gannon a couple of days ago. And the source close to the situation alerted me that he killed it in his interviews. The Houston Texans like what he brought to the table during the interview process, crushed it, and there's a strong possibility that they may bring him in for a second, excuse me, the second round of interviews, and that he's a top candidate for Houston to fill that position. Now, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of background on Gannon before we move forward, and I mentioned on the other day that Brian Flores also shares something in common with Nick Casario, and that is they are both coaches with backgrounds of scouting or front office positions, right? Well, Jonathan Gannon also has front office experience, top 10 in interceptions all three years with Indy while Indianapolis. While in Indianapolis, Gannon oversaw a secondary that helped the Colts rank six in interceptions with 45, ninth in scoring defense and 10th in total defense and red zone defense with 55.9. His long year in Philly, he helped the Philadelphia Eagles increase the number of interceptions and passing and rush defense also improved. Also, he allowed 16.6 points per game, only 288 yards per game from week eight through week 17. So I'm pretty sure that that's something that Nick Casario and the brass were looking at during the season, the in-season adjustments, making decisions on the fly. Also, Houston Texans requested an interview with Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell, the former Patriot quarterback, who, by the way, you never wanted to play with on matter. <laughs> never was going to end well for you. But he's doing an amazing job with the Rams court as a Rams offensive coordinator right now. They've requested that interview. O'Connell is interviewing with the Broncos and the Vikings on Friday. The Broncos on Thursday, the Vikings on Friday. So he's trying to work out when can he get that deal. I deal the interview schedule with the Houston Texans. But right now, that is what's going on with the head coaching vacancy for the Texans. Mm. And, John, look, I don't really know how to feel about either one of these candidates, especially for Jonathan Gannon. Yes, I know he is one of the hottest names around in terms of um, guys who are hoping to get their, their hands on the head coaching vacancy. But to me, 
I'm kind of hoping that the Texans, at least in my opinion, I'm kind of hoping that the Texans actually go after an offensive-minded coach. Because when I take a look at what Jonathan Gannon has been able to do, I'm looking at this from a standpoint, how much better can he make this defense? This defense has made some drastic um, improvements under Lovey Smith. Now, I get it. I understand it doesn't matter who they bring in as head coach. It's going to be up to the head coach to decide whether or not they want to keep Lovey Smith around. And by the way, Lovey Smith was brought in due to David Cully. But, you know, I say all that just to say, I don't know how much better having him as a head coach is going to make this defense. I could be wrong, but Lovey Smith did a damn good job here in 2021. However, on the flip side of things, John... <sighs> I know this is going to be a little hypocritical for what a, a statement that I made last week when we were sorting through all the uh, all of the head coaching candidates, but I'm kind of hoping that they go with Brian Flores because John, like I've been saying ever since this 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 coaching this coaching search started, Brian Flores is the only guy I could see the Texans being comfortable just running the show as a whole. And the only reason why I'm bringing that up is because Charles Amenahu. He had an opportunity on yesterday to talk about the difference between San Francisco and Houston. And he said that one of the things he loves about San Francisco is that there's not a power struggle between the general manager and the head coach. And I wanted to bring that up because that is something you and I talked about here a lot on Locked On Texans. And I feel if they bring in any coach not named Brian Flores, it's going to be the same thing over and over where you have a head coach but Nick Casario just has he just has that leash just a little bit too tight. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping it's not neither one of these guys. But, man. Well, I mean, here's my thing, man. Who, who's to say he's not going to do that with Brian Flores? Is it because he's more experienced than the other Well, yeah, other and, and, but and, all, and he already has a relationship with them guys. He already has a relationship with the man. That is what we are presuming, but we are not going to be 100% sure. And with Nick Casario, he's not an openly candid guy where he's going to clear you, kill it, clearly tell you everything he's, what's on his mind and what he's thinking. We know that for a fact. So, you know, this is why the process is a process, and you have to trust the process. And sometimes it doesn't work out. In this case, we are hoping that it works out, but what we are looking for one candidate in terms of leash or no leash and results because of the relationship with Nick Casario that doesn't mean that he'll change he could still be doing the same thing with a Brian Flores with a Gannon with whoever he brings in his way and again like I mentioned at the end of the day they still have to follow up the chain to Nick Casario we just don't know how this guy's going to operate this year and I think this is going to play a huge part in who he brings in as a coach. But, you know, I agree with you, Brian Flores, at least when we look at the market of guys that we feel like Houston is going to bring in and they're interviewing right now, he seems to be, in my opinion, the best option. But who's to say he's going to be the best option here? All of this is still contextual uh, on a lot of things. And Nick Casario unleashing or policing the leash is one of those things. So, um, but Gannon crushed it in his interviews, and maybe they like him. He's a young coach, not necessarily younger than Brian Flores. Brian Flores has more time in the NFL, so he's NFL older. But who knows what Nick Casario is going to do? We just got to sit, 
Buggle up and enjoy the ride. Texan fans, we're always looking for an edge these days, and I'd like to thank Online Gambling for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't already know, Online Gambling is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge. And throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help you make your roster and make your bets as informed as ever. Make sure you check out OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all of the latest gambling news tips and info to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. Thanks for making Locked On Texas your first listen every day. Big announcement, the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show podcast is going on the road to L.A. for Super Week. Follow the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show today to get the most comprehensive coverage of the big game. It's free and available on all platforms. And continuing here with this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans and John. Yesterday we had a very interesting discussion. We talked about players who should come back to this organization for 2022. And in the midst of all this, of course, we had an opportunity to play around with the idea on whether or not Laramie Tunsil should come back. Now, I think it's time for us to kind of really do a deep dive and decide whether or not it will make sense for the Houston Texans to bring Laramie Tunsil back because we've been flirting around with the idea of him leaving ever since what he got injured during week five in the loss against the New England Patriots. And not only us, David Cully has hinted at the possibility. Sources have hinted at the possibility. Nick Casario on Friday, then he doubled back down on it. On Tuesday, there is a realistic possibility that Laramie Tunsil could be moving on from this organization. But, John, listeners and viewers, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about if Laramie Tunsil leaves the Houston Texans, I'm looking at this from two ways. One, can the Houston Texans actually afford to lose Tunsil? Because, once again, every time we talk about the the possibility of Tunsil leaving, I think it stems from three different things. One, you have to take a look at the reality of the situation. Laramie Tunsil was brought in in 2019 to keep the pocket clean for Deshaun Watson. And I think now we have gotten so caught up in the fact that Deshaun Watson isn't here. That is part of the reason why we are okay with Laramie Tunsil leaving. Secondly, you're looking at the amount of money that Laramie Tunsil is going to be up for for 2022. Um, John, if I'm not mistaken, you say he's going to be up for $26 million in 2022. That is a lot, especially for a team that is rebuilding versus a team that was expected to be competing for not just a championship, but at least a playoff spot when he signed that deal. And of course, we take a look at some of the younger guys who actually stepped up and filled in in the absence of Laramie Tunsil, especially guys like Titus Howard, who looked really good in his absence, especially when he took over at left tackle. However, John and listeners, and I think this is something that I think we really need to focus on and dissect. How much better do we think the Texans' offensive line is going to look without Laramie Tunsil? That should be the deciding factor on whether or not the Texans – depart from this man because look according to pro football focus 
The Texans gave up a dozen sacks in the five game games that Laramie Tunsil played. And Laramie Tunsil, according to Pro Football Focus, did not commit any of those 12 sacks. And during his time on the field, he only posted seven pressures and only two quarterback hits. So that lets you know that this is a guy who is keeping the pocket clean for whoever that for whoever the quarterback is. Plus, you got to take a look at this standpoint. It doesn't matter if the Houston Texans are competing for the championship, the playoff spot, or they are in the rebuild like they currently are. They still have one of what? A top three or top five left tackle in the game today. And John, when I take a look at, at this offensive line, when you look at the three best offensive linemen of 2021, Titus Howard, Laramie Tunsil, and Justin Britt. If you move on from Laramie Tunsil, that is that is going to make this off of offensive line a little bit more weaker, especially considering that Justin Britt is up for the hit free agency. I'm not too sure if I want to depart from Laramie Tunsil as of right now, especially considering that you can lose another top tier offensive lineman in the same offseason. Well, I, I want to say this, and I think this is very important. If they move on from Larry Tunsil, guys, understand that development is going to be key for the Houston Texans. And we had an opportunity to see, I would say, a more relaxed, balanced, and a natural position for Titus Howard in those final four to five games. And he looked great at left tackle. And the game that I would highlight the most is the game against the Tennessee Titans in their final game. He is due $3.8 million this year, so Houston will get him on a cheap deal, some on that rookie deal. And I suspect that because of him moving around so much throughout his career, I've said this before, that if they decide to extend him, it won't be for a lot of money. But the possibility of moving on from Larry Tunsil, I think, is one that Houston will definitely look at because it just costs too much. It costs entirely way too much money for Laramie Tunsil to be on this roster. With that amount of money, you can look at filling positions and spreading that wealth out. Right now, you guys, are, you're watching the news. Like the pack of chicken wings are going up, man. They're like $20 a pack now. That's what Laramie Tunsil is. He's, a, he's an overpriced pack of chicken wings, and of course you want them. Of course, you, know, you can probably you know bake them in an oven or classic fry. I mean, you're going to enjoy it if you had the opportunity to, but it just costs too much. And you look at cheaper routes. That's and that's what it is. It's fair. Larry Tunsil is a good left tackle. Don't get me wrong. I think he's an outstanding pass blocker. I think he's an average run blocker. But the way that he protects quarterbacks is the reason why he got that deal on top of mm-hmm. management at the time, just being completely full of themselves and their heads over the hills. I don't want to go too far about how bad I talk about him, but, you know, giving him that contract and also understanding that Larry Tunsil also controlled his faith at that time. Like, you traded your future away. I have to get this money or you look like even more idiots, which led to him being the highest left tackle in the league in this absurd contract. I totally understand. Is he worth it? Yeah, I would say he's worth it if he's blocking for uh, Aaron Rodgers or teams where you know – that they have a true shot to make Deshaun it to the Super Watson. Bowl. Or Deshaun Watson, which is the main reason why he was brought in. 
But that's no longer the case for Naramu Tunsil. He costs way too much money. And if I'm management, I'm looking at my overhead and I'm thinking to myself, we have to move on from him only because he costs too much. And I don't want to pay that much money for some chicken wings. Cody, when you get your taxes back, would you help Houston out with paying some of Larry Tunsil's contract? I, I think so, because they still got to protect Davis Mills. And in order for us to get the best version of Mills, you have to make sure his pocket stays clean. Are you saying that you're going <laughs> to help a multi-billion dollar company pay with some of your taxes? Hey, that's very interesting. And I'll tell you right now, for TurboTax experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. So maybe you'll get a lot of money back and help with that. But now you can be matched with the right expert expert for who for you who has experience in your unique situation they can answer all of your tax questions and can even take care of the whole filling process for you visit turbotax.com to learn more thanks for making locked on texas your first listen every day be sure to check out locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling is free and available on all platforms I think it's important to continue the conversation surrounding whether or not he should bring him in. Now, money does play a huge factor, in my opinion. But I think once teams realize that the market for an outstanding pass blocker is pretty slim, and if you have the cap or draft capital to make a move and improve your offensive line, I think it's very important that teams do that. And one team that I think should be calling Houston, the Chicago Bears. Listen, mm. man, when I look at Justin Fields, I still think he's a very good player. He can be a very good quarterback in this league. But there's no way you expect success. When, number one, you had Matt Nagy as your head coach. But, number two, you had Justin Peters, who's 45 years old out there blocking. And, of course, I'm exaggerating. But out there blocking for Justin Fields. They have a great defense. They have a lot of great offensive pieces. But they need to change little things. And, number one, is that head coaching spot. But number two, getting more efficient and better pass blocking for Justin Fields. And I think they should be calling Houston. I think they should be should have been at least texting or DMing Houston a couple of weeks ago. Hey, like, hey, big head, what you got going on over there? <laughs> because they have a great roster. They need to tweak some things. And Larry Tunsil, I don't know how he feel about playing in that cold weather, but Larry Tunsil could, could do numbers for uh pass blocking for Justin Fields. Yeah, John, and I do believe that is going to be the main thing on whether or not Laramie Tunsil returns for the Houston Texans in 2022. And that's the next question. What is the market going to be like for Tunsil? Because look, he's happy getting 26 million, but the other 31 teams in the National Football League, I'm not sure that they are going to be happy paying that man but there are two teams that comes to mind and look I, i'm not sure what their cap situation is because i don't really follow neither one of these two teams but the one team that i do believe can definitely get their hands on laramie tunsil and could possibly send houston a nice package in return the cincinnati Bengals. This is a team that is similar to the Houston Texans when they made the move to get um, Laramie Tunsil in 2019. They have a young up-and-coming quarterback in Joe Burrow, and he is coming off a season where he was sacked the most this whole entire 2021 season with 51 on the year. And look, he got sacked 51 times. 
and the man still went out and ball. Can you imagine what would happen if they upgrade their pass protect protection in Cincinnati? The, the, the man is going to get even better. And another team that I'm looking at, the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. He only played 12 games this year, and he was sacked 38 times. And I know that Baltimore is actually going to go into the offseason and see what they can do to actually boost or up that offensive line. But the only issue about Baltimore bringing in Larry Matunso is not even, not even the money. It's the fact that Lamar Jackson likes to run. <laughs> and, John, what is the weakest attribute of Larry Matunso on the field? run blocking <laughs> so i'm not too sure how that will work but those are the two teams that i can honestly see trying to put together a package to see what they can do to protect their franchise quarterback because i do believe whoever makes a move for larry mctunsell is going to be a team that already has their franchise quarterback set not a team like the houston texans where it's like okay we have a, a promising asset right here under center, but we don't know how long we're going to let him be the starter for this team because, look, after everything Nick Casario said both Friday and on Tuesday on Sports Radio 610, it seems like the first chance he get to get a better quarterback, he's going to move on. But I will say this, Cody. Both of the teams that we named, their quarterbacks are on rookie deals, so they would have the money. Um, they wouldn't have to worry about how to take care of that. Joe Burrow will have two to three years left if they pick up that fifth-year option, and Justin Fields just entered the league. And I, I do think that if you bring him to Cincinnati, again, another cold-weather team, but you may be placing him more so than in Chicago, a ready-to-win-now offense at least because, boy, mm -hmm. those boys are smoking hot and good up there in Cincinnati. Thank you guys for checking out the Locked On Texans podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook and comment, subscribe, and like on YouTube as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.